Good morning, and thanks for joining Perfectly Imperfect Me 365 with Rachel. So before I begin my episode today, I just wanted to reiterate that although I'm bringing you a lot of techniques and a lot of my own experiences as a person, but I also am a DBT therapist, that this podcast is not to be used in lieu of professional help. Okay. So if you're struggling, if you are needing some help and you're listening to my podcast, that's great. I ask that you still go reach out to a professional who can meet with you and offer you ongoing therapy. So I just had to kind of put that out there because I do realize that I am a therapist and I'm also a person that mom and all these things. Um, but I just want to make sure that everybody's getting the proper help that they need. And also experiencing joy while listening to some of my podcasts and maybe getting a little bit of help there, but they're not supposed to be used in lieu of. So let's begin. I have found myself actually kind of wanting to avoid doing this podcast, this episode, I should say, um, because today's a very tough day for me. It is Wednesday, September 20th, 2023. And 17 years ago to the day was the worst day of my life. So I had a one-year-old, I had a two-year-old. Can imagine I was still kind of just dealing with like the whole newness of moms, having two young kids, right? And I got a phone call from my mom telling me that my cousin Merrill had died today. Now, death, grief, all of these things are things that I've experienced, right? Um, I worked at hospice. I've experienced death before. My grandparents, unfortunately, when they were younger and I was younger, I lost them. This death hit me like there was no other. And I can actually feel myself like wanting to cry right now because my cousin Merrill was 40, literally had just turned 40 in June. And she was my first cousin, my older sister. She was a person who I literally could turn to for everything and anything. I would never feel judged. In fact, she would somehow turn a really crappy, shitty ass situation into like the funniest thing. Um, she was 4'11", right? She was a spitfire. Um, she was just like I said, my big sister. I used her fake ID. Not even sure how that actually passed because on her ID, it said she was 4'11". I'm 5'5". Yep, figure that. But every year, right, um, September 20th comes around. And it's interesting how grief and emotions work, at least for me, all right? That day, 17 years ago, I could still feel it like it was yesterday. When I got that phone call, I was on the phone. I literally fell to the ground, hysterical crying. Because as I looked at my kids who were one and two at that time, I knew my cousin Merrill left behind her kids who were four and five at that time. And aside from just me losing my best friend, my big sister, just a confidant, like somebody that just adored me and I adored her. 
the sadness and the grief I felt for those two kids was insane. And it was so painful. But I got through it, right? And that's the interesting thing about grief, right? People say, oh, you're going to get over it. It gets easier, right? So here's the thing. Grief isn't something you get over. It is something that I got through, I continue to get through, and you will get through, all right? When I lost Meryl, my entire world changed. Because although I have a lot of great friends and I have a lot of great family, I even have amazing cousins. I have another cousin who's literally two cousins, like my big sis and my twin sister, right? And I'm so close to them. This was just pain I've never experienced, right? I had so much sadness. I had a lot of anger. And I think I was able to get through that during that time because I had my kids. So in a lot of ways, my kids were a distraction, which is actually ironically a distress tolerance skill, right? I didn't know that then because I wasn't trained in DBT, but definitely helped. I'm kind of all over the place because like right now I just realized like today is September 20th, even though I've said it five, six times, I posted about it on my Facebook page, right? The reality is, is that I realize every year that leading up to September 20th, even though I write my dates every time I'm working, I see my phone and I know the dates, September 17th, September 18th, September 19th. It's not until I really take a step back, right? And it really hit me this year as to my gosh, like this is my vulnerability. September 20th, right? It's in the middle of the Jewish holidays, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And so here we are celebrating Jewish New Year, which 17 years ago, I was attending her funeral. Okay. I wasn't celebrating the Jewish New Year. I was attending my 40-year-old cousin's funeral, seeing my aunt and uncle who had to bury their first child. That pain will never leave me. Interesting thing about grief is that although after the burial happens and after the funeral, I mean, which is the burial, but after all of that and after the Shiva, you know, for everybody else around, the friends, the family, the loved ones, the people that stop in just to give their support, right? Life returns to normal for them, right? There's not a day that doesn't go by that I do not think of Meryl. Most days, I do feel joy because I got to experience not 40 because although she was 40, she was a few years older than me, hence why I needed to use her fake ID. But I got to experience life with Meryl, the life I knew, okay? And at times I feel very sad, especially when I think about my cousins and her, the kids, right? Um, but I get to hear her laugh. I still hear it, right? And that's the funny part about grief, right? It is something that you can be sad about. And it, like I said, it's not something that you get over. It's something you work through and you just get through, right? But that's a dialect because I can experience joy and sadness at the same time over the course of my life, right? 
This day's never not going to be here. September 20th is always going to come, right? I will tell you that I'm getting better at feeling the grief, okay? It's not as intense, right? However, I did notice like leading up to this, and that's kind of where I was going with this before, is that leading up to the days of September 20th, even though I know the date's going to be here, I really couldn't sleep. I was feeling sad, right? And I just kind of chalked it up to, oh, my kids were home and then, you know, they both left back to go to college and then my husband also left. So I'm now in the home by myself with my dog who doesn't talk to me at all. He does love me because he gives me lots of kisses. He just barks when he sees somebody walk by and literally scares the crap out of me. So I was alone and I felt really sad and I wasn't sleeping. And again, I thought, oh, maybe it's just because I'm by myself in the house. Then I realized, oh shit, September 20th is coming, right? You have to be careful here because my first urge is like, how do you not know September 20th is coming, Rachel? Like it happens every freaking year, right? So I'm going to take a step back and look at that from a non-judgmental stance, which is also another DBT skill. And it definitely brings down my anger and my frustration. Like, how could you not know? And it allows me to recognize that it's okay to not necessarily pin that with all these other things that are going on and just let myself be, right? So grief, sadness, loss, it doesn't mean that you can't feel that because it's been 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. You're never going to get over the loss of somebody that you cared a lot about, even if you cared a little bit about them maybe, right? But especially if you cared a lot about them, you don't just get over it, guys. You will get through it though. I will promise you, even though I'm sitting here feeling like I could cry and actually am, right? I'm getting through it. I think about her every day and I do talk to her, right? Especially when there's like some funny things when our parents, because it was her mom and my mom, they were sisters, right? So her and I being very close together, right? She was the only girl. She had two brothers. So I was like her sister, right? My younger sister, who I'm extremely close to, was 10 years younger than me. So for 10 years, I only had Meryl as my older sister, who I spent a lot of time with. I had other girl cousins that I was extremely close with and spent time with. I just didn't get to spend as much time with them as I wanted to and, you know, would have liked and I did with Meryl. But Meryl and I used to always joke or always laugh, right, at our parents, at our moms, because they were so similar and they were so fabulous and they are so fabulous. My mom is still with us and unfortunately my Aunt Diane is not. So that kind of gives me some peace knowing that Meryl's with, you know, her parents. Um, but I focus on that. Like when I have the urge right now, like I just wanted to cry and I felt like crying and last night I was crying, you know, I just think of all the funny things that we did, right? We went to Epcot and we went to Disney World and I was thrilled when one of the rides, cause she was 4'11", 
maybe she was 410 because they wouldn't let her ride <laughs> on one ride back then because I think you needed to be five feet. And she was trying so hard to stand on her tippy toes. And I was so happy that she couldn't ride it because I hate roller coasters. So I was not about to take one for that team, you know, so we just laugh. So if you are dealing with some grief, a loss right now, okay, I want you to know that you're going to get through it because that's all you could do is to get through it. You know, you have a choice to make. You could sit in the sadness and the grief and be so angry and not accept that your life has changed, right? Or you can accept that it's changed, recognize the loss, recognize the love and the joy that you also got to have with that person that you just had to say goodbye to and build a life worth living. And that's the dialect here. As a dialectical behavior therapist and somebody who truly believes that two things can appear or two things that are opposites or appear opposites, both can be true at the same time. That is what has allowed me to work through this grief. It doesn't just happen overnight and it doesn't ever go away, right? I just get better at feeling the pain. And so if you're somebody who's dealing with loss and grief, just know that it's okay to feel that. And it's also okay to not sit in it and to get out and experience joy, happiness, and love. You don't have to be sad to prove how much they meant to you. So I'm leaving you with that. I hope somebody has found some kind of peace in my episode today, because I actually did. As much as I really didn't want to talk about it, because in a lot of ways that's easier, right? It was cathartic for me, because I've really never just spoken about it. And I'm opening this up to people who are going to listen. Some people may hate this podcast or this episode, I should say, and that's okay, right? Others may really find it consoling and comforting, but either way, I appreciate you listening and I appreciate you tuning in. And if you haven't subscribed yet to my podcast, I'd appreciate that and feel free to rate it. My son, Ethan actually told me that somehow I have like some five stars, maybe I think two or four ratings. I don't even know. I don't know how he saw that. So I'm going to have to ask him, but that's exciting for me. Right? So again, have a great day. Have a joyful day because I am going to bring joy to my life today because I know for a fact that Meryl would not be happy with that. In fact, she's probably cursing me out right this second as I like am teary-eyed, right? Because she truly was one who lived life. And if you know Meryl's story, then you know how much she truly lived life. So with that, thanks for listening. Have a blessed day. Have a great day. And I will be talking to you soon.